What's up, Steelers fans? Welcome back to another week recapping Steelers football with Steely Cam. Uh, no roster moves to talk of this week, just some pre-draft visits. Each team is allowed to 30 of these pre-draft interviews. You're allowed to bring in guys for extended visits. Guys who went to local schools aren't counted against that 30 allotment. So Kenny Pickett was came in for a meeting with Matt Canada, and that didn't count against the, the allotment of interviews they're allowed to have. They met with Notre Dame defensive tackle Kurt Hanish, as well as safety Kyle Hamilton. Uh, Hamilton's slated to be the number one safety gone in the draft. Uh, he's built like a linebacker and runs like a well, like a safety. He doesn't quite run like a corner. His forty time was what hit hurt him, hurt his draft stock the most coming out of the combine. I forget who put this on Twitter, but somebody said that if Hamilton's still available at the twentieth pick, the Steelers should run to the podium to take him. Uh, they also had in Joey Blunt, safety from UVA, for a visit. Uh, so there is a fair amount of smoke around the drafting it of a, of a defensive back. I still think they're going to do something uh, before it get we get to the draft with the veteran. Uh, right now, reports that came out today were that plan A is Tyron Matthew, and then if that doesn't work out, they will go crawling back to Terrell Edmonds, which I wouldn't be angry about. That that would be my plan A. People remember, remember the guy who used to tape up his fingers and drop interceptions all day long. Uh, the old saying in football is a dropped intercept. What do you call a dropped interception? Well, you call that a, a pass breakup, which is still a, a, a defensive stat that guys that gets de defensive players paid. So getting a pass breakup and not an interception is not a loss necessarily. You'd like you'd like for him to get that splash and be able to come away with that turnover play. Being getting in the position to be able to break up that play is a testament to his his athleticism. A lot of safeties aren't athletic enough to get their bodies in to do the legwork to get their hands in the position to make the play. He didn't make the play with his hands, obviously, but with the play that he did make with his legs is still should not be overlooked. So that's how I feel about Edmonds. I wouldn't mind having him back. This week on Tuesday, they brought in South Dakota State quarterback Chris Oladukun for a visit, and Wednesday they brought in Clemson linebacker Jamie Skalski. Both those guys, I apologize if I mispronounce your name, but I don't I don't anticipate it being an issue. Twitter snitches, try to keep that one under wraps for me. Uh, Thursday, Desmond Ritter came up, and Friday, Sam Howell was in town. Next week, Carson Strong is coming, as is Matt, and Matt Corral, and Malik Willis is coming the week after that. So the quarterback, they're bringing all the quarterbacks to town. You've probably heard Steelers talking heads say that the Steelers don't smoke screen when it comes to their drafting plans, and for the most part, that's true. Um, all this, there is a lot of smoke around uh, QBs this season, the, the, this off season. They've been talking to all of them. They've been having them in for visits. They've been taking them out for dinner. But that doesn't necessarily mean they're taking a quarterback, and it doesn't necessarily mean they they're taking one in the round one. When you meet with that many guys, it certainly gives the impression that you're just going to go with the best overall who's still who's still there at the twentieth pick. This is uh, this is Col Kevin Colbert's last go round. With this, uh, there's going to be a new GM who's going to be leading the show next year with the draft process. And it's probably going to be an inside hire. You know the Steelers like to promote from within. It's probably going to be Brandon Hunt, maybe Omar Khan. Something that I think people aren't talking about enough is it's they could just be going around to see all these QBs to give the presumed successor so he has a baseline when he's going when he's going out there on it, when he's on his own next year, when he's calling the shots. He's already got his feet wet this year. He's... He's he's watched these guys throw. He he knows what to look for. He knows what to ignore. Some of the the flash that these guys put on at their pro days, the 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 Malik Willis hype. Personally, I don't see it with any of these quarterbacks coming out of this draft. Um, I've I've said this on Twitter. I think if Mac Jones were coming out this year, he would 
be the he would be head and shoulders above any of these uh, any of these quarterbacks that are that are coming out. I was watching some of Mac Jones's Mac Jones's tape, going back and taking a look at uh, LSU linebacker Damone Clark, and Jones has some of those plays that leap off the tape where you're like, "Wow, this guy could be it. This guy is this is a guy who could do some stuff for us." It's easy for us as fans to get caught up in the pro day workouts and the, some of these these twenty year old guys bombing the ball 40, 50 yards downfield. Of course, a twenty year old guy is going to be able to throw the ball farther than a thirty nine year old quarterback. Uh, but it's real easy with no defense out there for a receiver to make a quarterback look better than he is. They they use their speed. They they maybe slow up a little bit in their route to to make it look a little bit closer at the end than it needed to be. If you're running a route like that with a cornerback on your hip, uh, he's gonna zip right in front of you and grab that ball and take it back and wave to you on his way coming back the other way. I hope that in the midst of the pro day trail and going around and seeing all these guys that they didn't they weren't enchanted with some of the the workouts that they saw and I've, I've seen nothing from any of these guys that makes me throw the label transformational or generational on, on any of them. So that's just where I'm at on that. Uh, as far as the first round pick, I'd be, my inclination would probably be to go offensive line. None, nobody on our offensive line right now is threatening to go to a pro bowl. And it, it's probably not a good sign that the guy we're probably all highest on is the new, the James Daniels who hasn't, hasn't put on a Steelers uniform yet. Uh, Mason Cole, again, a guy whose tape I haven't dug into, but if you look at his pro football focus grades, they're not great. I'll say that. I don't. I, off the top of my head, they're either in the 30s or the 40s for his pass blocking. His run blocking is a little bit better. And I, I, I think what the Steelers need to do is build a run blocking team. They need to build an offensive line that helps Najee succeed. They need to get a competent running, a competent change of pace back, so they can they can Najee doesn't have to have 40, 50 touches a freaking game. Oh, before I forget to mention, they also have seen they they also have scheduled Missouri State defensive end Eric Johnson, and uh, Ole Miss linebacker Mark Robinson, as well as Houston corner Marcus Jones. They're bringing all those guys in for visit. Uh, none of these guys I've had a chance to look at their tape yet. Um, Marcus Jones was returned. He had four punt. Re- he had four return touchdowns last year. I'm not sure if you want to hand the return reins to him as a rookie especially when you just brought in the AFC's pro bowler return guy in Gunnar Olszewski. So there's a, they've been showing a lot of interest, obviously, in the quarterbacks, um, a significant amount of interest in uh, the off-ball linebackers as well. I've been saying for a while the Steelers aren't done at that position. I think Devin Bush is a guy whose seat should be getting a little bit warm. I would be a little bit worried about the unit as it's constituted right now, just insofar as who's going to wear the green dot. They took it away from Devin Bush last year so that he could focus on rehabbing from his injury and not having to uh, call an entire defense. And the story about Miles Jack coming out of Jacksonville last year is he was not comfortable wearing the green dot either. He performed much better when he was just processing his individual assignment and he wasn't responsible for getting all 11 guys lined up and making sure they knew their job for that play as well. So I'd be concerned about who's going to be doing that job this year. I wouldn't be, I, th- I think their skill set bet- uh, between Miles Jack and Devin Bush is a little bit redundant. Although Jack, Jack is a clearly superior tackler. If I were going to add to the unit, I'd look for guys with that sideline to sideline speed. That's, that's the dragon they've been chasing ever since they lost Shazier. Um, sticky tacklers, uh, guys who can work through some of the trash, work the trees, offensive linemen deal with some of when those blockers get, get to the second level because that was that was something that neither of the, the the inside linebackers that we had last year were able to do particularly well. 
I think the biggest addition to the inside linebackers, whoever they end up being uh, in 2022 for the Steelers, is going to be Stefan Tuitt and Tyson Alawalu. Too often last year, we saw offensive linemen being able to climb to the second level and take those linebackers out of the play because the defensive linemen weren't able to hold their blocks. The thing about depth on the defensive line, it, the Steelers have great depth right now. Montrevious Adams, Chris Wormley, Isaiah Loudermilk, the Davis brothers. There are 32 teams that will get exposed if you ask your depth to play 17 games. In the salary cap era, you just don't have the money to spend and the roster slots to be able to insulate yourself from that level of attrition. If your defensive line isn't playing entire games, if they're just coming in in sub-packages and giving Tyson and Cam and Steph, if they're just giving your top-end guys a breather every now and then, your, your defensive line is going to be one of the better units in the NFL. And that's why it annoys me when people talk about drafting a defensive lineman early. Um, I understand that you may not be confident in Stefan Tuitt to return. You may not be confident in a 35-year-old Tyson Alawalo to return to what he was in 2020. You may not be confident in Cam Hayward to keep up what he's been doing, even though it's crazy to talk to think about Hayward regressing at this point when he's coming off the most dominant season of his career, when he's not showing any signs of slowing down at all, when he's still being able to dominate the strongest offensive lineman in the game with one arm. It's wild to me to think that there are people who are planning for Cam Hayward to, to, for the rust to start showing. If, if the top two guys at any position group go down for an entire season, that position group is going to be ranked in the bottom, 30th, 31st, 32nd in the NFL for that season. It's not surprising that the Steelers were the last in the NFL in rushing last year because their top two defensive linemen were hurt the entire year. They didn't play at all. I'm sick of people throwing in my face a screenshot of the the the, the yards per carry allowed uh, last year. I'm anticipating Stefan Tuitt to return, as should you, until we hear anything otherwise. He's been cited at the practice facility. I'm anticipating uh, Tyson Alawalo to be fresher than he's been since he was a teenager. Uh, having a year sitting on the couch with his leg up on an ottoman all taped up and bandaged and immobilized. I'm sure his the rest of his body feels without tank, the bumps and bruises of an NFL season is fresher than he's felt his entire NFL career. I'm anticipating on Cam Hayward to continue the all the the Pro Bowl All Pro caliber play he's been doing. I'm anticipating on T.J. Watt breaking his own sack record this year. I'm counting on Alex Highsmith taking another huge leap. I'm counting on the inside linebacker play taking a huge leap with Miles Jack and whoever they end up putting next to him. I'm very excited about Minka and whoever they end up pairing him with. I'm very excited and confident in this defense from top to bottom, left to right. I'm not ready to go generational yet. I'm ready to say right now that I expect them to be a top five defense. But if you can tell me who the strong safety is going to be on this team, if you can tell me who's going to be starting an inside linebacker, if I like those two names, I'll, I'll be ready to throw the G word out there. I'll be ready to go generational. So that's about it for Steelers updates from this week. What I'm working on right now is cutting up tape from that Georgia defense. If you're one of these Jordan Davis stands, if you're a Nicobe Dean guy, whoever your guy is, if you are if you want to see him on the Steelers, keep an eye out for that. Uh, they'll, they'll, I'll give you some highlights. I'll show you what they do well. I'll show you what, show you what they need to work on. After that, I will be diving into the, the, the defensive tackle from UConn, whose name I'm blanking on right now. 
And if you have any other any other prospects that you got your eye on, who you want to see highlights of, want to see me cut up, uh, throw their name in the comments, and I'll take a look. I'll try to get through as many as I can before the draft. Uh, as always, uh, if you have any comments about my shirt, um, I want to hear about those. I chose a yellow shirt uh, because I thought it would help me look a little bit more blonde. I uh, located another gray hair or two this past week um, at the barber's office. So feeling a little bit about that. Um, let me know what you think of my shirt. Let me know what you think of my new mugs here. Um, neither of them have it. They're decorative at this point. Uh, let me know what you're drinking out of your mug and I'll read all your comments. I will at least like them. If not, love them and reply to them. Even if you're weird, you'll get a like from me. That's silly can promise. Oh, I should get another mug that says that. Okay, so that's about it for this week. I'm, I'm going to jump over to Amazon and get some price points on mugs. Uh, I will talk to you guys next week. Have a good one.